welcome, 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 welcome. I think that's the most welcomes we have ever had because this is our unofficial three-year anniversary here at Fret Talk. This is episode number 150, and that's close enough for jazz for me. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. That is fantastic. But we have got a extra, extra special guest this week. It's only Mr. Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. Say <laughs> hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. That's Matt's hey, thing. Hey. God damn it. Can't get the staff these days. <laughs> uh, how the heck are you, my man? I am, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Excellent. A little bored, not going to lie. Can't wait for lockdown to be over. But I'm having a good time. But and That's the important thing. I mean, during the kind of first, maybe, like... Six weeks of lockdown, you were posting some pretty, uh, pretty awesome content. It was, it was seeming like you were very, very motivated at that that point. Uh, yeah. So, I posted a solo almost every day, I think, for about yes. yeah, for about six weeks, and then I had two or three videos in a row that all got copyright strikes. <gasps> Well, this is oh. a big thing that's happening at the moment. The DMCA or whatever they're called. Are, yeah, everything's getting stru- stricken across loads DMCA, of platforms. DMCA, we're gonna stay at the <laughs> DMCA. I, I, best, uh, I best not finish that because we might get copy, copyright <laughs> yeah, stricken. We're gonna, we're gonna get taken down. That's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, considering yeah, how, how close that vocal was to the original. We, uh, <laughs> it was, we, if we, I shut my eyes... It was like listening. It's like they were in the room, isn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were flying very close to the sun with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 been a hot minute, hasn't it, Mister Mister Miles? It has. Well, I think we worked out the last time I did this podcast was September two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I mean, like, give or take, that is pretty much two years. Yeah, um, so I'd only just left university at that point. I had more hair and less beard. And now... I think that can be said for both of us, mate. Like, yeah. Like, the the hair is escaping my face. It is very scared of my eyebrows. I don't know what they've done, but they seem to be pissing the, the entire <laughs> hairline off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's where I'm at. When I grow up, I want to be Uncle Albert from Only Fools and Horses. Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm very much trying the Bill Bailey look myself. Yeah, that's. I get that, and uh, the one guy from the Hairy Bikers is the other one I get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Shit, man. Like time. Time is a harsh mistress. <laughs> it is. You bitch. <laughs> I'm hoping that as I as I get older, it like starts to be a bit nicer to me because I'm someone. I'm 21 and I look about 41, so it's. Yeah, I mean, at least I can say I'm in my thirties. Like, it's it's pretty tough times, but I mean, it, it is where it is. Like, you you are dealt the hand that you are given. I am, and uh, I have a very good collection of hats. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you've uh, you've stocked up better than I ever did. I, I always <laughs> thought hats looked stupid, and now I can't go back on that. So, 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to rock rock the uh, the whole egghead look at some point. Yeah, but today is not that day. Um, so I mean, we've we've because it's uh, the episode one fifty. We've got qu- quite a few things that we can get through. We also it would be pertinent to catch up on two years worth of Ali Miles, Volley Miles music fame. Uh, of your <laughs> every time, literally every time it will happen. Um, <laughs> we, we've got to catch up on what the hell you've been up to. Um, yeah. th- there's been a bit of stuff this week. Um, there has been a bit of stuff. Um, and we are going to mention but very briefly and we're going to we're going to kind of just leave it there and that will be pretty much the official stance of the Fretzel podcast I, I'm pretty sure so um there's there's been like whole whole world outside of our like microcosm of guitarness there has been uh a massive, massive uh, movement going on with the Black Lives Matter um, whole movement, pretty much. Where it's it's been, I mean, you, you don't you don't need me as a as a pretty pretty uneducated white chap explaining the whole situation to you. But in short, a lot of institutional uh, and ingrained racism within uh, within the systems of the US and the UK have come to a head where there's been lots of um lots of uh, demonstrations and protests and 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 so on and so forth so forth um black lives do matter uh i mean all lives matter but black lives matter um especially at the moment mainly uh due to the the aforementioned kind of systematic racism yeah i think i think we're all fair to say that we we stand pretty much pro uh pro that movement um, absolutely 100%. where where it is uh kind of impacting on the the little microcosm that we live within is that a few um um a few members key members of the uh, the guitar, guitar community um have um said said some things uh, and been a little bit um I, I don't i don't know quite how to how to put it but have have been not not quite as um as sympathetic to the cause as perhaps people have been expecting um yeah. and because of this some people uh have moved companies um other companies have um become less favored within the guitar community and that is pretty much where we're going to leave that because yeah. um i think largely uh from uh, from our standpoint is we don't have a great deal of of weight in this situation we can only offer our sympathies and the fact that we uh we uh, uh, allies to that cause um 
but it's 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 not within our rights to throw comment about uh how how companies or how individuals have acted or reacted in this situation um and yeah pretty much that you, you might find that you get a pretty nice deal on a full tone pedal in the future <laughs> uh, <laughs> um if you if you decide that that is something that you want to do um in in all seriousness um and to kind of lighten the mood a little bit there have been uh, some pedal companies that have um have combated uh combated that stance from uh from certain pedal companies uh and have have kind of offered um pedals inspired by that of the company but w- without the the guilt of supporting someone who who doesn't necessarily fall into your uh your moral allegiance um and some of those companies have also said that they will donate to uh like black bale funds and and uh charities uh for uh for, for the that align themselves with that cause if that is something that you uh that you care about there's so much so much information out there um i i urge you to go and do your own research on that um it's very much a topic that we ain't touching with a with a barge <laughs> pole <laughs> uh and you can probably understand as to why um now that that's <laughs> uh that that kind of heaviness um is is over with we should kick start this party go on then uh yeah i reckon so i reckon we do we'll do a little kind of warm-up segment and although (laughs) uh, we we've asked for um we've asked for people to comment in the uh the podcast group about this to to kind of urge us to do more and no one has it's just been complete radio silence i don't care we're doing another one the music (laughs) quiz is back um so we're gonna do a little quick music pub quiz get your pens and paper join in because get my notes you are in for what looks like five of the greatest music questions that i could muster 10 minutes before this podcast all right let me lean forward so i've got something to lean on if I lean forward, I'm going to knock my front teeth out. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. It, it, Ollie, watch out. We're flying too close here. The copyright it's we demons. we look so similar. <laughs> Somebody it's... needs to sing it out of key. <laughs> when you're not strong. There we go. Beautiful. Perfect. The Just voice of it. an angel. That's why I'm a guitarist. Right, so... Are you ready, boys? I am. Are we starting with question number one? We will be starting with question number one. Can we not just start with question number four for the fun of it and then circle back to one, two, and three? I don't have the mental... I've already written one down on my paper. (laughs) I don't have the mental capacity for that, Ollie. Um, Boys and girls out there in the podcast verse, are you ready? Yes. Yes, Mr. Buddy Pedagep, we are ready. My, My best safe park voice. (laughs) <laughs> right, question question number one. Which solo artist had a top had had top ten hits with 
Bing Crosby, Queen, and Mick Jagger. Which solo artist had top 10 hits with Bing Crosby, Queen, and Mick Jagger? Not all at the same time. Not all on the same track. I mean, I can use one person to link two of those artists, so I'm just going to guess that he also did something with the third. Exactly. Uh, I've gone off one of them, and it's probably going to be wrong. Okay, okay. It it doesn't matter if it's wrong, as long as you've got an answer. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. So, are we, on, are, we, are we good? Question number two. Yes. Which group took its name from characters in the popular adventures of Tintin? You can you can argue whether Tintin was ever popular, uh, but they took their name from the Adventures of Tintin, the the old I, comics, not the recent uh, like live action C, like CGI kind of thing. Although, I am both I too too young to know the original and too <laughs> old to know about the live action thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that space as well, so I don't know. Like I know the word that I've written down or words. Um, yeah. Uh, in relation to something to do with, I think, Tintin, but I might I, be completely wrong. <laughs> I like okay. how you try to hide your answer by saying the word. All words. All words. <laughs> oh, yeah, word. All words. All words, yeah. Um, like, legit, like, most of this quiz, I I knew the answer to. I didn't have to look up the uh, the answers. This one, not a fucking Scooby-Doo. So, <laughs> so I don't mind if you get this one wrong. Uh, okay, number three. Which singer appeared on both the Wembley stage and the Philadelphia stage in the original Live Aid? I know this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he you don't have to put your I'm hand up. I'm probably going to get it like, wrong. Legitimately, now. Ollie did put his hand up then. That is, that is years worth of like um, conditioning there. Uh, yeah. I've I've watched both performances and I've also watched documentaries on it, but not for like ten years. So okay. I know that there was somebody that flew, but I have absolutely there was. no idea who the fuck it was. Right, I'll, yep. I'll give you a clue here. Just because he or she, uh, <laughs> he uh, is a singer, it doesn't necessarily mean that he sang at both. Yeah, didn't he? He played at. Don't tell him any more than that. <laughs> he played in London and then got on the plane for the end of the American one. Yeah, of the Philly one. Yep, yep. You, you've got the guy. Or girl. <laughs> I think it was Concord as well. If it I, could if possibly I'm have been. It was around that time. Right. It was like 85. He was Concord. Right. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you need a little bit more time? Um, I do need a little bit more time. Have a little Great time. Eric Gale song, just saying. I, in fact, I'm, I'm going to write a name down that I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but I'm going to go for it anyway. That's the best way to do it, Matt. Like, an answer is an answer. Uh, uh, right, Matt, so, I'll give you a clue. Just... It wasn't Elvis. It, no, it, no, it wasn't. Ollie, I mean, you I, are... I've got John Lennon written down, but then I thought, wasn't he killed <laughs> in, like, 1980, so it might not be him. No, it, it definitely <laughs> weren't John Lennon. He was. <laughs> he, he was definitely dead. Uh, right, so, singer... Paul Hewson is better known as... Oh, I know that one. Because, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, I had a Mr. Hewson who was one of my teachers who was his cousin. I haven't got a scooby No down. effing way. That's great. Yeah, that I was crazy. taught by, by this particular person's cousin. 
Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Ollie's confused. He w- it will make more sense and we can <laughs> we can go into more of the details once once we've done the answers to this. Okay, I've got I've got an answer. Excellent. Uh and then finally it's definitely not right. Uh which album do Prince, Metallica, Jay-Z and Spinal Tap all have in common? What? Which <laughs> which album yeah. which it's an album title do Prince, Metallica, Jay-Z and Spinal Tap all have in common? I I'm guessing it's not Death Magnetic. Yeah, if- Kill them all. <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be. Right. So, oh yeah, I went, I went through it in my head. I was like, "Ride the lightning." That yeah, fa- that famous Prince. Prince album, "Ride the Lightning." <laughs> Prince Metallica. Yeah, so Prince Metallica, Jay Z, and Jay- Spinal Tap. I I've gone for Dead. a process of elimination. Although I no. think the Spinal Tap one, I don't think it was the actual album title. I think, I think it changed. It might not have. In fact, yes, yeah, okay. So I've but, I've got I might have something to say relating to that with this question as well, but I'm going to wait till the end. Okay, you, so, I don't want to like, ruin it. I'm lining it up, and it's going to be a '90s Metallica album. But which one? I have absolutely no fucking clue. Is it Car- is it Lulu? Carriage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all had an album. Um, I'm going to go for that one. Yeah, I think you'll probably get it, to be fair. Right, are we, are we ready for the answers here? Yes. Are we ready for the answers? Right. So, yeah, go on. Um, Matt, go on, tell me, who, which solo artist had hits so, with? So, with Queen and with, um, was it Paul McCartney was one of them? Uh, Bing, uh, Bing Crosby, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, uh, David Bowie. So, I don't know whether he did with Bing Crosby, but I'm going to say Bowie. Yeah, he did. It was hey. So it was a like the I don't I can't believe you don't know that this like it was a really really weird like um it almost looked superimposed with David Bowie like uh, next to like a, a fire with Bing Crosby and like a jazz pianist in there. Um, that sounds cool. Uh, I think it was Little Drummer Boy that they did. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, Queen obviously like immense hit. Und- and then uh, Dancing in the Street with Mick Jagger, which is, like, the most homoerotic music video. Like, it's... Like, without them, obviously, being naked, it is the yeah. most, like, like homoerotically charged music video that I have, I have been privy to. It's your favourite music video ever, isn't it? Um, I do have it on, I mean- on a little... Uh, playlist. My my favourite version of that video is the one where uh, they've taken <laughs> yeah. out all of the audio <laughs> yeah. and then they've just put like footsteps in yeah, where they're like, dancing and then like little shoes, kind yeah. of like what, the, yeah. what it looks like what they're mouthing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's one of my favourite things on the internet, it is. that video. I saw one of Elvis, you know, the very famous video of Elvis on the stage on his own with the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It was just that. It was just uh, squeaking shoe sounds and him going... <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is that is part of the reason why the internet is is a brilliant place. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, like that is what the internet is made for. Um, so yeah, that that's question number one. Uh, question number two: Which group took its name from uh, characters in Tintin? Anyone? Haven't, Any- haven't got a clue. Was it Toto? It was not. That, Toto. That's what I've written down. But then I thought that was um, that's de- the one uh, yeah. who clicks her heels three times to go home. It is. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. Uh, it's the Thompson twins. It it means as yeah, much no. to me as it does to you. Like no, oh. no idea. Never heard of them. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, there you go. So you've 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 now got a little bit of music trivia under your belt. I'm 21 years old. Thank, How am I thank you, to know thank that? you for that uh, input there, <laughs> Ollie. That's uh, Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music, should I say? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, which singer appeared in Wembley and Philly? Right. I, I know that you know this, Matt. Who do you think it is? You see, I, I've gone for somebody who's egotistical enough to want to be at both, so I've gone for Paul McCartney. Okay, that is wrong. Give him the right answer, Mr. Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles I Music. I believe it's Phil Collins. It is Phil Collins, yes. He drummed for Led Zeppelin. Yeah, um, I did know that. I've yeah, never seen either of the performances. I just know that he did them. He also uh, he sang uh, Against All Odds, and he fluffed... Uh, he fluffed the piano part in the first uh, first verse. Like, <laughs> you, you visibly see on his face. Like, ooh, like one of those. Ooh, <laughs> and he does that in front of a crowd of, like, however many. Yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, like one <laughs> of the biggest crowds of in his, his life. Um, and uh, just as a, as a little... <laughs> a little um, uh, Live Aid trivia kind of bonus here... Um, I believe it was uh, Tony Hadley of Spandau Ballet. Uh, he had a voice crack in one of his songs. Uh, so, like, again, <laughs> bluffed in front of... Like, yeah. Millions yeah. broadcast. That's it, yeah. Like, one of the biggest... ever. Yeah, like, the biggest events. Like, Queen go out there and literally, like, single-handedly resurrect their career. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like... Yeah. Yeah, like Tony Hadley going, oh, motherfucker, stupid Tony. <laughs> we could be as big as Queen. <coughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, so Phil Collins um, of Def Leppard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, he can't be because he's got two arms and the drummer of Def Leppard only had one. That's it's f- just in his t shirt. He never Phil puts Cop- it through the hole. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right, okay. th- that 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 was obviously like a Def Leppard joke. That... <laughs> Phil Collin <laughs> of Def Leppard. There you go. Not Phil Collins. Phil Collins, the bass oh, yeah. player for Def Leppard. Oh, right. So, um, Singapore Houston, better known as Ollie. Who do you think it is? Uh, it's the definite wrong answer. So I just went Chaz from Chaz and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's as good a guess as any. Uh, as wrong a guess as any. As wrong as guess. Uh, yeah, you got to go. Is he from the Wurzels? Let's see. Um, <laughs> go on, Matt. I, you see, I've just realised I've no idea whether the first name was actually this guy, but like certainly Bono's surname is Houston, so I've gone for Bono. It is Bono. It is definitely Bono. The fact that we like in these music quizzes, we've had Bowie twice, <laughs> and we've had like members of of U two twice. Yeah. This is. I, I uh, would have. You could have put a gun to my head, and I would have never have got that in a million years. <laughs> yeah, in like the, I say, like we, I, I was taught English by his cousin, um, cool. at school, and yeah, I just knew knew that that was his surname. So, I was he guessed. any good at geography? Because you know the streets were no names. Oh, 
Oh, oh! I, I really do need a soundboard, don't I? Like, a... <laughs> uh, but thank, thank you for that, Ollie. That is, uh, that is some quality dad joke in there. Uh, right, final one. Uh, which album do Prince, Metallica, Jay Z, and Spinal Tap have in common? Uh, it has to be the Black Album. What you no, think? because the Metallica one isn't called the Black Album. It's called Metallica. Yeah, it's, it's only been dubbed the Black Album by the fans. It's never been called the Black Album. So it's I've always... gone for I've gone for Load or Reload. But uh, I've gone for Load. It it is actually the Black Album. Um, I I I don't accept that. No, and I think I think that the Spinal Tap one is called Smell the Glove. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't accept that Metallica had an album called the Black Album because it, they never called it that. They do. They oh, do refer it's, to it it's, it's as univer- they now refer yeah. to it as that, it's, but it's, it's actually yeah. called Metallica. Yeah, it's yeah. universally known as that. Um, generally speaking, that was that was quite good. I think we we were quite like between all of us, we made a decent music <laughs> pub quiz team there. So yeah, if we if we joined forces, we'd probably do quite well. That's it. Yeah, the- <laughs> The only one none of us got was number two. Yeah, and, like, and I, I knew the answer and I still didn't get it, so <laughs> I wouldn't I'm worry. half the age of anyone who would know that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's beyond our scope. Um, we'll, we'll spin back onto, um, onto like, little segments as we go on, because we're doing, we're doing a greatest hits show today. Um... And although none of you have concurred that the music quiz is the greatest hits, it's part of the greatest hits. So we will have, we're going to have a used views at some point. We're going to have a pedal weed mind's eye at some point, <laughs> but that's not going to be now because the burning questions, the burning questions that we have been avoiding for around 20 minutes, oh, 20, 27 minutes so far, uh, Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. Yeah. How the heckers are you? I am pretty good. It's it's fun. I've been busy-ish is the best <laughs> way to describe it. You you have convinced me thoroughly there. Um, so <laughs> so I'm just trying to think. The last time that we kind of officially spoke in in podcast terms, yes. you were rocking a. Uh, a Mexican telly with a neck humbucker. Yes. Like a sun sunburst. Two-tone, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Like my, my memory for guitars, <laughs> impeccable. Anniversaries, um, like people's <laughs> names, like <laughs> passwords and pin numbers. Forget yeah. all of that. Guitars. But I tell you what, if you want to give me any of your credit card details to look after, just message me them after the podcast. I will do that. I'll look after them for you. Yeah. Give you my uh, sort code and account number so you can clean my monies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Telly, uh, like, Telly Deluxe-ish style Telly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just a standard Telly, but with a neck. Yeah, it's, really. uh, so it's just a, like your standard Standard telly, but the neck pickup's been replaced with some sort of humbucker. I've owned the guitar for five years now, and I've never checked to see what it is. That is the kind of detective work that we we need on our guitar crime-fighting <laughs> team. 
Uh, Every time I talk about it, I think I should, next time I change the strings, I should take the pit guard off and check, and I never do. You should do. You'll take it off, and you'll find out it's actually standard telly neck pickup, but they've just put the humbucker housing over the top of it, yeah, and your mind will be blown. De- definitely a humbucker. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. Um, and you were, I believe you were, you'd just bought, or you were buying an RK50. Yes. Yes. Um, that, that was a great amp. It was so. Was so the was, fact that you're saying it mark? was a great amp means that that amp has gone to pastures new. Tell us more, yes. Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. So when I bought the RK50, I was doing my own thing. I was doing a lot of rock. I was doing a lot of metal. That's the RK50 wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. Then I moved on to the world of function bands, where I needed. Versatility. A clean channel. <laughs> yeah. From an amp that has one channel that's mostly gain, very good gain. It cleans up beautifully on the volume, but if you want to play funk yeah. or jazz, it it struggles. You found that the uh, the RK did not, in fact, stand for Richie Cotton and or really cranked. Yeah, I did actually have a... I, uh, stepped in with a local hard rock band for a while, and I managed to dime it. Nice. I had everything <laughs> on ten, apart from the reverb and the trim. Uh, I had the gain, the tone, and the master volume on ten with the boost in through a Marshall four by twelve, and it was godly. Did you have earplugs in? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Okay. I just I can't imagine yeah. a four twelve fifty watt amp turned up to ten I was, that wouldn't make my ears bleed. I was stood above it, so I was stood next to the amp, so I avoided yeah. a lot of the sound pressure. Yeah, your knees, it, however, oh, their ears were hurt. Yeah, I still, uh, yeah, my my legs are still bowed from that. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, I mean, you've you've gone on a little a little amp journey since, haven't you? Uh, but yes. largely, you kind of. You've gone to the dark side a little bit. Hey, the dark side. <laughs> I'm pretty much there as well um, yeah. of modelling, haven't you? So you went. You you actually went to the Kemper. I think actually the last time we talked, you were talking about downloading Kemper profiles. So uh, you were definitely there. Yeah, I think one of the not the last time. I think it might have been the time before. I still had the Kemper, and I was downloading profiles everywhere. And then I moved to Mesa and decided that that I could knock a house down with the volume on three on that. Um, and then I sold that and moved. What else did I have? Didn't you have a PRS? Uh, I had the PRS Sonzera, which ah, has okay. a, a phenomenal clean channel. Yeah. And the gain channel is awful. Um, <laughs> so I sold it. <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, in fact, no, I think I sent it back. I think I... Got it, played a gig with it, and it was still within the returns period, so I just sent it back to Anderton's. Oh, you spicy uh, gentleman. Yeah. Um, and then I moved. Then, I think then I got the RK. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now I am on the wonderful world of Helix, Wahey. amongst other things. Wahey. I mean, you're not only on one Helix, you're on a I, double yeah. Helix. <laughs> I I had a recent win. I'm sure many of you who are on, if you're on the group, you'll have seen pictures and stuff. Yeah. But I 
you get like the raffle sites for guitars and stuff who will rename re- remain nameless because i want to enter and win the competitions again um yeah i've, I've entered a few of them um and after like three or four times of not hearing anything back like even if i'm a loser i want to hear like oh you didn't win this time try again next time check uh, their check their facebook page when they live stream because they always put the the winners names in the live stream yeah for, yeah for it's worth checking when they do it i've, I've probably I've, missed out on some sweet stuff <laughs> I've I've won I've won twice. You have, just, yeah. You won a saying. you won a lovely Telecaster, uh, like a sparkly, <laughs> like champagne a, sparkle or something. It was cool. the the finish was from the American Elite series. It was it was a, a thin line telly, uh, in champagne. There you go, champagne. I mean, what did I just call it? Like champagne sparkle. sparkle. Champagne sparkle. Oh, that's yeah. pretty fucking close. Isn't it? Yeah, you were close. I think I think I'm pretty sure it's just called champagne. But the, it was a very, very nice finish. Yeah, it's like a flake, uh, like a kind of almost like a light gold tint. Yeah, somewhere between like green and gold. Yeah. Ah, rolled. Grold. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing that they didn't call it that. I mean, grold yeah. is so much better you than saying it sell it. You should sell that to Fender for grold, the next series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all I'm asking is, is a tiny percentage of your profits, Fender. Come on. It's not point not point one percent. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd happily I'd live off that. It would fund my habits for um, <laughs> various guitar gears. Um, so yeah, you uh, you you won a you, you've won a, a Telecaster, but you've also won like within this week you won a, a HX Stomp as well, didn't you? Yeah. So that that actually arrived this afternoon. I've I've plugged it in. And it, yeah, I've had a quick play with it. I mean, how does it compare to the uh, the Helix? Like- uh, it's the, exactly the same. If you don't run massive chains, yeah, which I do sometimes if I'm playing really weird stuff, I do run like really convoluted chains in my Helix. Yeah, but if say you were doing a pub covers gig and you had amp, reverb, delay, chorus, and a phaser. Perfect, completely yeah. and utterly perfect. Like you don't need any more than that. I mean, you, you could you could do it off off the snapshots, couldn't you? You could like have yeah. a have a set list of of um of presets and just kind of bank up up through them based on where yeah. you're at in a set. Yeah, exactly. Which um, is what I, I I plan on using it for. Oh, fair play. Uh, you're gonna attach it to your board and pretty much just be. Yeah, so I I don't have a board anymore. I sold most of my pedals a long time ago to buy the Get Kemper. out. Get go on. I I still I still have several. Yeah. Um I have two I have a couple of wires, several and several overdrives. Nice. Which is, you know, when I grow up I want to be slash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, slash is an interesting character. He really is. Um, He's a very clever man. Uh, follow his Instagram. Like I do. I do. It's really fucking strange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he is odd. And if you don't know what we're talking about, look at Slash's Instagram, or his Facebook page for that matter. Yeah, look, like, weirdly enough, uh, like, I, I don't follow Slash. I'm, like, I'm pretty much of the opinion that Slash did... Uh, an entire brilliant album with Appetite, uh, Appetite for Destruction 
the rest of Guns N' Roses material was very much a miss. It was uh, it was hit and miss. There was a couple of good songs here yeah, and there, yeah, but yeah. largely. Yeah, uh, look, I'd struggle to make an entire, uh, like an entire album out of the rest of their catalogue. Yeah, if I was selecting the good bits, um, then like, if you take like some of the Velvet Revolver stuff and some of the Snake Pit and the uh, the later solo stuff. You, I could probably scrape together an album album that I'd listen to. But have you heard uh, his work with Miles Kennedy? Yes, I think I've seen him live. Oh, <laughs> I I haven't seen him live. No, I've heard him live. Um, if if you want the information on that after this podcast, I will tell you. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not it's not something that I, I need to share in polite company. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um Miles Kennedy's voice, fantastic. Um I, I I would just advise people not to look at Slash's Instagram because I've just done it. <laughs> don't, don't 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 do that to yourself. Just just <laughs> <laughs> just don't yeah like weirdly enough uh as i was mentioning um I, I i wasn't uh like following it or anything Stuart tate weirdly enough sent like occasionally sends um sends links to slash the instagram and it's just like what the fuck i i uh, love Stuart. he's great yeah Stuart's ledge um he, he spent most of the guitar show messing with me <laughs> excuse me he has a wife <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw out a little uh a little plug to Stuart at the moment um he released uh very 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 recently the hot coals which is a germanium mm. rebel booster and um as like a man of his word mr yeomans of chef tone effects uh was saying how he was gonna be um, using his pedal, um, pedal building to kind of pump money back into the uh, guitar community and, and get to know uh, some of those builders, and he put his money where his mouth was. Eight log, first, first couple of sales, he's only gone and bought a like number zero zero two of the hot coals, hasn't he? Yeah. So like, hats off to that man. Um. So <laughs> yeah, check out the the um. The hot coals from Stuart. He's he's posting up um like little video demos in various guitar groups. I think he might yeah, even ever, put one in ours. Ever since he's got that Captor X, his videos have gone it, the 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 quality of them have just gone up immensely. Oh yeah, yeah, man. His stuff is sounding really good now. Yeah, not I, that it did. It sounded. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it. it it's given him the um. The ease of use, I think, because yeah, with the like, because he had the cab M before that, and and you'd have to run from a guitar head into a into a load box, then into the cab M, and it was just yeah. it was just a bit of hassle. Whereas now it's all encapsulated in the one unit. It's just like yeah, you, yeah sound. With the cab M, I'm pretty sure you still have to run into a cab as well, don't you? Whereas with the the Captor X, you can go completely silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Uh, so the um, the cab M, uh, it can be run as an independent thing, but you you need the load box for uh, for the heads. 
I don't yeah. think it requires an impedance to be connected to the speaker. No, it's just a, it's just like a through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. It just sits in the middle. What do you mean? Um, essentially the same technology, or very, very similar anyway. But mm. because it's become a lot easier to do, Stuart's now found, uh, found the time to, to pump out some uh, little demo videos, and yeah. I keep telling him this. He doesn't believe me, but I keep telling him, Stuart is actually a pretty badass player. He's he's got some pretty nasty riffs up his sleeve. He has. He's like he's 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 a riff machine. He's got he's got some licks. Um. So hats off to you, Stu, for your your playing ability. Hats off for your incredible pedals as well. So yeah, okay. like if you are listening and you haven't checked out Stuart Tate and Tate Effects for whatever reason, just do that. Like the and the the, ve- the product videos are worth it. I highly regret not buying that. Uh, the lockdown, the three knob razor dead. <laughs> I have one on the way. <laughs> I thought I you were just going to grow so much. <laughs> I want it. I yeah. So I've got a normal razor dead, and I needed another fuzz pedal, and then yeah. So I picked up a a, a lockdown fuzz. I've I've got a, a board planned. I, I and the only slot I haven't failed is at the very beginning, and that's fuzz. And I I keep changing my mind about what I want there. And I had the the sale page on his website open yeah. for a while. It just like, <laughs> and then I checked it, and it, it it sold out. Yeah, yeah. He he finished them on a Sunday, not like three weeks ago, I think. At this yeah. point, but yeah, um, yeah. He he's like he he messes me like saying, "Oh, I'm a little bit busy because he got the captor." And then I heard nothing for a while, and then he messaged me saying, I'm really sorry it's been a while. I wasn't happy with it, and I, I don't understand. What, I, I assume he put one together, and yeah. it didn't sound the way he wanted it to, so yeah. he, he's done it. But whatever it was, I don't mind that he's taken the time. Like I I trust you. I don't need it imminently. It's not like I've got a gig coming up anytime <laughs> soon. Am I right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I just kind of like, yeah, and he sent sent me a photo yesterday, I think, saying that he sent it out. Um, so yeah, I I can't wait for that to arrive and for me to get to play around with that. Um, and I finally picked up my pedal board so that I can do a shootout between that and an actual Raise the Dead. Woo, Stu, if you listen to this, I would like one. And un- unlike the man who you posted about on Facebook today, uh, <laughs> I I will pay for more than shipping. I'd like to pay for the whole pedal and shipping. <laughs> please. Well, well, well. Let's let's not let's not put shipping on there straight away. Like we've got to have some <laughs> barter in. It's not. It's not that far. Yeah, I, I don't think. Um, so, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? I Who am I? Got a clue. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. We, we're, talk- we're talking about kind of. We're uh, talking about helixes and. Oh yeah. And and like how. You, how that's impacted. So you you went from kind of amp amp rig setups to to the Helix. Yes. Um, how are you using the Helix? So we we mentioned the kind of preset thing, but that's that's largely kind of stomp territory, isn't it? Because with the Helix, you've got stomp mode as well, where you could have like a virtual pretty much board. Yeah. So, um. So. With he with Helix with my with my old function band, what I used to do was so I'd I'd run an amp model and a cab yep. and all that, and I'd run XLR out to the front house, and I'd take something before the cab and run that to uh, my Blackstar and cab 
for just for stage. Yeah. Um, but in terms of switching and stuff, I tend to have... There's a mode on the Helix where you can have... Uh, I can't remember if it's top row or bottom row, but one of the rows is snapshots and the other row is um, stomps. Oh, nice. So for songs that required big tonal changes, like a, you know, really affected clean to a straight drive, yeah. instead of pressing... Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like uh, tap dancing the, the chorus, the delay, the amp channel, and everything. I just yeah. press one button, and then if for the solo I needed the boost, I just hit the boost button. That's uh, that seems like a an ideal setup. Yeah, that that was that was my uh, when I was playing with that function band. That was what I did, and it worked really well for me. So I'm pretty clumsy with my feet. So yeah. Um, in terms of. Uh, the amp models. What what were your go tos with the uh, the amps? Because I'm still kind of finding my feet with it. Uh, clean wise, yep. it's the. I can't remember. It's one of the uh, AC30 type models. Yeah, yeah. It might even be the Matchless one. It's like it's either AC Fawn yeah. or Matchless. Yeah, yeah. Um, for that really in your face clean. Yeah. Uh, for the edge. And a, a warmer, clean sound. Uh, I used the uh, like the Mess Alone Star. Okay, what, do you do you remember what that one's called? <laughs> it's called like Cali Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cool. so Cali Texas Channel One. Yeah, cool. Um, and then drive sounds varied depending on the song. So sometimes it was just pedals. Sometimes I'd use the the Placator, which is the B one hundred. Friedman. Yeah. And sometimes uh, uh my personal favourite was always the oh, what's it called? The 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 Archon. What what is essentially the PRS Archon. Yeah. That was my go to, but they've released the Rev model since then and I love those dearly. Yeah, the purple purple revs were the last uh there's, one a, there. there's a red as red well. Red as well, there? yeah. I think Look, yeah. two two point nine was uh was the purple? I've just, I've literally just kind of stepped out of myself there, and we are, we're talking like nerdy here now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift us away from talking the finer points of uh, Line Six updates because <laughs> ain't nobody want to be hearing that. And I the think, first thing I did with the stomp was update it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I plugged it in like first because I like, I didn't have a Helix already here. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> so I, I plugged it into just to see, like, am I going to keep this? Uh, yeah. Like, set up a a quick um, a quick patch because everyone told me like the patches that are on there, shit, don't bother. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, don't, just yeah. make your own. Have fun with it. Just yeah. So I, just, I, I basically I just pulled up like a, a clean clean amp, a little bit of reverb. Dialed in what I thought. Like, if I had this amp in front of me, because I think I. I dialed in like a like a uh, deluxe reverb or, or something. Yeah. Um. So I dialed it in, like played a couple of chords, and went, yeah, that that that'll do. <laughs> like if it can do that, that's enough for me. Anything yeah. on top of that is is yeah, whatever. Um. So let's let's do a little bit of uh. Right. Are we going to do use views? Or are we going to do pedal weed mind's eye? We're going to do pedal weed mind's eye. Go on. Uh, so, you boys ready? Yep. Are you ready? Uh, you can work as a team on this one, I reckon. Uh, right. So, uh, just just as a just as a recap, because Ollie hasn't been here for a while. 
pedal read mind's eye three you hear three names one is going to be a, a guitar pedal one is a strain of marijuana one is from the mind's eye of me uh right so we're gonna go so first one wobble thing sorry wobble fang not thing that would be silly <laughs> funny cat and Alaskan Thunderfuck. Uh, I'd say the first one's a pedal. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement that the first one is the pedal. So Wobble and Thing th- unanimously is the pedal. So is Alaskan th- Thunderfuck or Funny Cat the weed? I I think... Fun, I think Funny Cat's the weed because the last one sounds like something you'd come out with. You see, I'm the other way. I think it's too much like something that he'd come out with. I think funny cat is like, he's probably seen his cat doing something funny as he's writing it down. And the Alaskan thun- Thunderfuck is the weed. That's that's my opinion. Okay, so you, you're going with two different ones. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You don't have to be a, don't have to be a team. Um, I like the fact that, over. that Matt has done this so many times with me. He thinks like I think. <laughs> However, what Matt did not account for is the fact that I'm a smart man and would have thought that. <laughs> double bluff. He double thinks bluff, how you, you think he thought. Yeah, like this is like this is game show quizception. Yeah, my so, brain hurts. So you both got it wrong. Wobble Thang was my mind's eye because clearly that sounds like a pedal. It should be. <laughs> it, that that's that needs to be a, vibra- a vibrato pedal yeah, lo- or, a or yeah or like a trim. That, yeah. Either way, wobble thang needs to be. Stuart a thing. Tate. Yeah, I mean, you are more than welcome to that name for a very small percentage of the profits. Yeah, we're we're we're, give, we're handing you these ideas, Stu. There you go. <laughs> uh, funny cat was the pedal, weirdly. Um, and well, Alaska. Who, who makes that? Uh, so that's uh, Roland. It was a Roland. Uh, sorry, a Roland effect. I don't even know if it was a pedal. I think it was a like an early, early Roland. Um, and Alaskan Thunderfuck is a type of weed. So <laughs> I was the only one that got anything because I got the Alaskan Thunderfuck was the weed. <laughs> yeah, well done, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but to- I mean, talking it- about old pedals, though, um, I saw something yesterday about Orange uh, looking for... There's some pedals they made in this, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s. They found the schematics for them, but don't actually have any physical units. So yeah. they're trying to track some down. So they can... Like, so they can reissue them. Like, like yeah, like reverse engineer their own stuff. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. Right. Number two. Barack Obaba. Purple pasta. <laughs> like, 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 you can't make this shit, can you? Or can you? You, um, <laughs> you could. Uh, purple pasta. Not pasta as in the stuff that you eat. The pasta as in, like, church, uh, church pasta. Pasta of Muppets. Um, yeah. That's and, one of the Helix. Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... Grey... Fly? Uh, grey fly. Sorry, my writing is terrible. <laughs> so, what was that last one? Grey fly. Grey fly, yeah. So, uh, Barack Obama 
Purple pasta, grey fly. I think Baraka Bubba is the the weed. Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement that Baraka Bubba is the weed. I think Purple Pasta came from your weird mind. And I think uh, Grey Fly is a pedal. I'm I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go for Purple Pasta being the pedal and Grey Fly being your mind's eye. Um, Ollie absolutely smashed it there. Uh, Grey Fly was a fuzz-rocious pedal. Racco Bubba is the weed. Um, mm. And Purple Pasta was my mind's eye. Uh, I can't take full credit. Uh, as I was writing this, the missus was watching... Um, we arrived for the straight guy and there was a, a guy who was a pastor of a church and his church backdrop was purple so purple pastor Good. there you go Okay. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't do funny cat to be fair <laughs> um, right number three toast to Noah Judder. Girl Scout Cookie. Toast to Noah. Judder. Girl Scout Cookie. Judder is the pedal. Girl Scout Cookie is the weed. And the first one is your mind's eye, is my opinion. I am 100% agreeing with you. Wow, that was was piss poor on my part then. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Um... MWFX ACDC song shot down in flames. <laughs> yeah. uh, so MWFX Judder, I assume it's some kind of tremolo or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't do that much research. A, a wobbly thing. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, Girl Scout Cookie is uh, it's weed, um, and Toast to Noah was again something I heard on television. They were doing a toast to Noah. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, so <laughs> literally, literally just, just what I heard. Uh, right, last one, and I, I have to, I've got to get, got to get something with this. Got to get something. Right, the crazy nator, Kana Sutra, Ruli, the crazy nator, Kana Sutra. Really. So the crazy nator sounds like something Zvex would make. That that sounds like a I mean, Zvex pedal. Zvex would probably make the wobble thing or the toast to Noah as well. <laughs> Doesn't it, just say, like saying Zvex would make it, it isn't isn't really shortening anything down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Matt. What do you reckon? I so. Can you just take me through the second two? Uh, Kana Sutra. So the C-A-N-N-A Sutra as in like... Yeah, Karma Sutra. Karma Sutra. I think that one's the weed mm. and I think the last one is your mind's eye. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Ollie's right. I think the first one is going to be a pedal. So you think Crazy yeah. Nators, a pedal. Kana Sutra is the weed and Bruley is my mind's eye. You are 100% correct. Again, I I really need to up my game on this. <laughs> I, I last time I I said this, but I think before we started, but uh, the last time I was on was the first time that we played this, 
and Ayrton was on as well. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, he's he's a weed hound. He's, he's got a nose. So <laughs> be- between yeah, could, could my knowledge it, yeah. of pedals and his knowledge of weed, you didn't stand a chance. <laughs> no, but it, 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 like out of this, it was pretty much a fifty-fifty there. I foxed you both on at least one of them, and then two of yeah. them you just absolutely smashed me. Uh, so yeah, the crazy <laughs> name that is uh, Simon the Magpie effect. Never heard I think. of it. No, no, no I've never heard sorry, of it. Sorry, Simon. It comes up if you type in. Like crazy guitar pedals. Um, <laughs> Kana Sutra is weed. It couldn't not be, could it? And Brulee was the dog from Queer Eye. Uh, the dog who uh, has died. Little I... little French bulldog or a pug or something. Oh. Okay. Oh. I like I like the the ugly smushy dogs. I I I really want a bulldog, but my missus does not want an ugly dog. Uh, and we've got a cat, so I mean that wouldn't work out well. Um, no, I got a, I got a cat and a dog, and they they seem all right. No, Mike, <laughs> go on. We're opening this can of worms. Most <laughs> uh, of the time, our, our cat um, has largely been an indoors cat, and since we've moved to our own house, uh, she's now venturing off into the garden. Uh, so she she kind of she's she's feeling like she's getting bigger balls now. Oh, okay. It's like strutting around, almost like she's, almost like she's something. But we also have other cats come into our garden, because um, cats don't respect personal boundaries. Uh, of course, there's an easy way to teach cats to respect personal boundaries. I, I mean, I do have a uh, a hose that is got a quick lock um, attachment, yep. so that I could I could easily make. It. I don't really mind them. They're, they're, they're not much trouble. Um, as long as they're not using your garden as a litter tray, it's like it's okay. But once they start doing that, just spray the bastards. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they, oh, they yeah. will be. He just hasn't found it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, as long as they're like fertilizing the the, the flower beds and whatnot, there, I'm fine. Um, so, like, there's there's generally there's two main cats that come into our garden. There's the the next door's cat who, like, last summer we had in our garden for like three weeks because she was pregnant uh, and the next door neighbours happened to um, go on holiday for like three weeks. So we pretty much had a litter of cats in our back garden. Wow. Uh, which it was, it was great. It was, it was good fun. Um, but like that, we, we call her mama cat um, for obvious reasons. Like her and our cat don't really get on. Our cat being a giant pussy um, <laughs> literally, yeah, quite literally. Uh, l- largely, just kind of sits back and hisses. Um, so, like, she's not really been um, uh, socialized with other cats, so she doesn't really know what to do. Uh, she so she sits back and hisses, but Mama Cat is like hard as fuck. So, like, she knows her place. She really, really knows her place. Our cat does. <laughs> other cat comes in we think is the dad of the litter of cats definitely a bloke because oh, when he walks has got yeah. massive balls that like just drag behind him um <laughs> but but recently he has been taking an interest in our cat uh-oh <laughs> um uh-oh and like we've we've got a like a, a patio door which we we leave 
leave open quite a lot. Is he? Is he, he just rubbing like, his balls on the patio? Well, no. He, he just he come he comes into our house just like st- strolling around looking to to get a piece of our cat, pretty much. And she goes <laughs> absolutely fucking mental. She hisses at him and follows him around the house. She'll be like, "When the fuck are you getting out?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, that that is the reason why I think our cat would not would not be quite that friendly with a with another house guest. She's she's pretty look. She seems pissed off around our son, um, but <laughs> she understands that he's a necessity and he needs to be there. She's accepted <laughs> this, but she's. It's it's reluctant to acceptance. Probably wouldn't have that with a dog. No, she would. She, <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't do anything. Like I say, she's she's a giant wimp, um, and but she just hiss at it. Yeah, like she spent most of her time distance. like hissing, and nobody wants that in their life. Oh, uh, she's got at, at best at best five years before <laughs> before she gone. <laughs> So, I'm playing the waiting game, then I'm getting a bulldog. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so, uh, Ollie. Yo. What do you think Matt's been up to this week? I don't think I can the say switcheroo. that. The switcheroo. The <laughs> switcheroo. <laughs> what you been up to, Matt? Um, so I live in a different world to everybody else at the moment. I live in a world where the ongoing global bastard is no longer here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate you. Congratulations, so, um, yeah. We 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 finally reached zero cases last Tuesday. Um, so it's seven days. I think we're seven days now, or it might be last Thursday. So maybe it's five days. But we have, we have zero cases, and once we were down to, I think we had like seven days in a row with nothing. And then the government said we could gather outside in groups of 10 as long as we socially distance. Yeah. Um. So we took a Sunday afternoon as a perfect time to have a socially distanced band practice. Nice. Um, now, our base, the, this is for the second band. The bassist was unable to make it, but um, we had keyboards. The drummer sat on a cajon because you can't really set up a drum kit up outside <laughs> in a, a an area where you've got neighbours. Yeah. Um, I took the, the five watt Marshall and had that in like low mode, and the other guitarist took his ID Core Ten practice amp. Nice. Um, so it was very much a kind of yeah a low level. Like, yeah, um, we had a barbecue and. Uh, the person whose house it was had a couple of people over, and it like made it so there was ten of us outside, all at least two meters apart. Yeah, and yeah, I just had fun going through our set. Um, like there was a, f- a few songs that really needed bass lines, so we didn't bother with those. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you could like we couldn't have done them without a bassist. It just it wouldn't have worked. Um, but yeah, so I I've managed to have a band practice in the middle of a global pandemic, which yeah was like- excellent. Like I, I, I probably sound like I'm bragging a little bit, but it, it, it's, it makes me feel lucky to be living where I am because, where we, as soon as we knew it was happening, the government did the right things. We closed the border, so yeah, literally no way of it coming in at the moment. Um, I mean, it's probably out there in the community because there are people who 
get it and don't get symptoms. Yeah. But it's at such a low level now that things are slowly starting to open back up. Yeah. However, we know that there's not going to be. We're not going to have gigs for the foreseeable future. Even when they open up pubs, they're not opening up nightclubs, and they're not allowed allowing loud volume yeah. uh, music to be played because it encourages people to shout at each other, which is a great way to spread things that you mm. know tr- transmissible through the air. Yeah. Um. So that's not going to happen so we're, i'm not foreseeing any gigs coming up in the future but i can foresee us doing this more where we have a barbecue on a nice day stand outside and um, our social distancing is going to reduce from two meters to one meter providing our numbers stay good um so yeah and and the groups are going up to 30 from the day before this cast is released no so it, we'd be able to do like small things outside um yeah. You know, for for friends and stuff, which I'm I'm more than happy to do. It's like playing music is one of the big things for me, kind of like m- for my mental health. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like all of the guys in the band are kind of in the same boat. Once we can do it, absolutely. Let's just you know have a jam here and there when we've got time. Completely. And I'm I'm absolutely made up for you about that. The facts that, I mean, the fact that your government uh have uh have managed the situation in such a way that it is definitely a, a like a massive reduction to the risk and even though there are no cases and that there's a closed border and it's it's almost like a contained system they're not like going oh well that was that everyone back to normal <laughs> yeah no there's, there's none of that where we're like we're following who guidelines and stuff and i know um New Zealand have started opening up mass gathering gatherings again, and I'm very surprised about that because the WHO guidelines are very much the case of one meter distancing, no mass gatherings. Um, let's just kind of yeah. let, let's just wait and see, and we'll wait for either the virus to mutate again, like SARS did, and become far less far less dangerous, or we'll wait for a, a vaccine. At which point, if you it's like you then have a choice to kind of if you take the vaccine and you know that you're like immune to it then you can go out and if you don't take the vaccine it's your, it's your own choice yeah, yeah. and you you are the one that needs to make the changes to your lifestyle not the rest of the society yeah 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 so i mean that it's 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 excellent and it's it's showing kind of progress in in what has largely been uh like almost a situation where Hope has been lost. Um, yeah, hope yeah. is still there as, as long as people follow the right kind of things. The, there's hope definitely there for everybody. It just it takes people actually listening, and then actually we, we are all fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> governments actually doing what they're supposed. Like we had we had situations over here. So the, the government brought in emergency powers, and like they weren't initially fining people so they would like if the first time you broke the the rules they were giving you a warning then there was a fine system and then there was jail time and yep. i think in total like 25 people went to jail because they'd been repeatedly breaking the rules the fines i i think there was not not many more than the ones that ended up going to the jail afterwards as well yeah. um and like the warnings i think there was like a total of 600 warnings issued over a two month period which you know, yes, it, not it, terrible. it's concerning that people are ignoring it, but at the same point, 600 people in 80,000 isn't terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a a one strike 
thing. Yeah, the warning was literally the, the first time you, it's reported yeah. that you've been breaking it. Um, and the the big kind of thing, there was a lot of people whinging on Facebook, and the never are unheard of. Are um because we're such a small community, most people know a police officer on their friends list. Yeah, and the police officers had been told that if people are whinging, tell them to call our the the police headquarters and just go. If if you know somebody not doing something right, please ring police headquarters. Yeah, because we will because they were whinging that no nothing was being done about it whilst not doing anything about it themselves. Yeah, yeah. And very soon people cottoned on to either shut up or you're just going to get called out by the police. Yeah. That that kind of community spirit is uh, is the reason why you're in the situation you are now. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Uh, I think we should probably steer... Steer away from the the global pandemic talk a little <laughs> yeah, bit. My bad, but yeah, no, basically no, no, it meant that I could I could yeah. play a practice with a couple of people watching. Um, we even jammed songs that like we don't know, like or th- I say we don't know, like all yeah. of us had played either in other bands yeah, or you, could pull up the chords for. So you've not um, formally done together. Yeah, so I haven't played Freebird in about twelve Ooh, years. Nice. And yeah. um, the the guitarist was just like strumming away, going, "Oh, that's the intro to Freebird," and I'm like, "I I knew that once." So we did we did Freebird, um, and it got to the solo, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I remember the start of it." Um, I mean, I think it's in G minor. Let's go. That, that's all you really need, isn't it? Come on, get get a key and get the start bit, and you're sorted. That's it. Yeah, and that's what I did, and I kicked in the Raise the Dead, I put a little bit of delay on, and yeah, just went for it. Good man. And then seven minutes later, the song ended. And yeah, all I... the people had left the barbecue. <laughs> I'd, I'd wrecked my fingers, put it that way. <laughs> I've I've not done that kind of speed and like consistent kind of aggressive soloing for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's largely just machine gun licks the whole way through, isn't it? It's just... It's just yeah, it's it's that after that after that. Really impressive as a as a kind of virtuosic um piece. Um but it's yeah, it's largely quite repetitive as a guitarist. Yeah, it's um, it's uh it's irritating to other musicians, but it's uh, very impressive to drunk people. It there is, you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets the tip jar full. Yeah, yep. drunk people really love Freebird. Yeah, um, I, the amount like bearing in mind, I like I say, I haven't played this since I was in a school band. I reckon every other gig that I've ever played, somebody has shouted Freebird. No Freebird. <laughs> I've had I've had Wonderwall, and I'm still very proud of the fact that I still don't know how to play Wonderwall. I mean, you do, you just don't know that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could probably figure it out in about a minute, but I've never actively learned how to play it, and yeah. I'm proud of that fact. I've played it in a band before, so I can't say anything. I think I could probably sing that one. I think it falls just within the, the kind of the realm yeah. of I can just about hit all of those notes. Well, just one of those, just pick one, any of them. So, um, I mean, we've got we've got one more thing to do. Um, I did want to mention I've I got like I've got loads of stuff. I'll leave a lot of it for the the live cast on Sunday. That's fine. Um, 
what did I want to mention? You know, I, I won't bother. I won't bother. Oh. Do we need to mention the competition? I know we've like briefly mentioned the competition. Do, do we need to formally remind people to come up with a name for the not Dave Gilmore set from Fletcher Pickups? I mean, the the not Dave Gilmore set would be a fantastic name for them. <laughs> I think that probably is, is not trademarkable. You reckon? <laughs> not I, Dave Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's got his name in it, he'd probably not like you to use that. Yeah. Danny Gilbar. Yeah, like Davy G, yeah. Something. Um Danny Gilless. I mean the one that I really liked was uh, I mean there's there's been some really really good ones actually. Um I think Am Moog uh has has done a, a rather good one. I can't remember what Our it was, Moog. but it was it was it was quite a good one. But there there's one that's that stuck with me which was the Prism set. I thought that was quite good. Uh, I think it's it's subtle enough that you can get the reference if you know where it's pointing. Yeah, but it's not it's not like because there's there's been some that have been like a bit too close to the to the mark where it's been like the comfortably Floyd or the pink money or or whatever, and you're just like, yeah. I mean, it 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 does what it's supposed to do, but it's just it's not. There's not subtlety there. Yeah, it's not actually a set for that. It just happens to sound a little bit like it. Yeah, um, and that was one of the things that I was going to mention this cast actually. Um, is that I like that set is is largely based around a set that I commissioned for my Ibanez Fireman, which <laughs> for like for all purposes had a completely fine set of pickups in it before that. <laughs> they were they were fine. They did the job. Uh in fact they probably did did it better for what I want, which is uh like they, they were noiseless pickups. So because the fireman is for want of a better word, a Les Paul. I know it doesn't look like it. You've got to suspend disbelief a little bit with this one. But it's like mahogany construction. It's a short scale length. It's uh, a, like a flat uh, fretboard. So tonally and kind of feel wise, it's very much the less poor territory. Um, the, like the 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 silence of the um, the the humbucking single coils. Is probably a bit better functionally for what like for what I'm using it for, but the Fletcher pickups just sound better. They just sound, they, they just sound better. Um, like because it's a mahogany guitar, it's not quite it's not quite fully stratty. It's almost getting like a P ninety ish sound with, um, but this is because it's in a it's in a mahogany like a like a big chunky mahogany. Mahogany yeah. body with a really thick mahogany neck as well, um, so it it has got like a like a really thick, juicy, creamy uh, single coil sound. Um, I was playing them for a long time. I I like I I've started uh, like picking up the guitar and doing a bit of practice and doing it like late at night. So like starting at like eleven. 12 o'clock-ish, 
Uh, and this this sent me well into the morning. Um, I was just like playing some rock rockish loops, uh, and I ended up playing some Deep Purple as well, and uh, trying <laughs> trying so very hard to get the um, the intro to Strange Kind of Woman down, um, <laughs> which I think I've got now. I think I think I'm there. Uh, I might record it and put it up on the group. But do it. But I might not <laughs> because I'm scared. um no yeah i I think i've got it it's it's a real bastard of a lick because it starts with a bend like a really short bend to like so it's a bend on like the like the 10th fret but then you're going from a bend on the 10th fret to the eight uh sorry to like the seventh fret or something like that uh so where you'd usually go You'd like bend up, then let the bend release, and then go to the the, the fret before. This just you can't. Yeah. So it's like straight from a bend to like a a note, three notes away. That Ooh. that technique is horrible. <laughs> Richie That's Blackmore. Fun. He did that on I've purpose. Done, I've done that a couple of times. I did. In fact, I did that on one of the uh, you mentioned in my lockdown videos earlier. I did. Uh, yes. that, I think the first solo I did. Uh, had that because it was very bluesy and it had that just littered all over it. Nice. What what song was that? Ah, uh, I can't remember off the top it, of my you head. You did some Cotson at one point, didn't you? I didn't do any Cotson. I did, um, what's his name? Schofield. Uh, Paul Schofield. Paul Schofield. Yeah. No. John Schofield, sorry. I can't remember. Schofield. Anyway, John Schofield. Yeah. John. John. Was it John? There's yeah. like, there's like three of them and they're all different. Oh no, Phil, it's Phil, not John Schofield. It's um, it's the, the guy who's on uh on that that pedal show, isn't it? Matt yep. Schofield. Matt Matt Schofield. It's Matt Schofield. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song, but not I related. did one of his solos from his most recent album. Yeah, and that was that had diminished runs. It had little bends. It had all sorts going through it, and it was a hell of a lot of fun to learn. Yeah, that tasty little diminished lick was 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 of something else, wasn't it? It weren't yeah. quite diminished though, was it? It was like super Lockrian uh, or something, wasn't it? There was a couple of there was one bit that was definitely diminished. Yeah, I, I'm 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 going from like memory fumes here. Yeah. So it went it 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 went up diminished and then like did some weird thing back down pentatonic. That yeah. was it yeah. It took uh, me that, that, a good that, couple hours to get my head around that. Yeah, I remember you saying like it was it was that lick like that lick took most of the time of the solo. Yeah, I've I've been trying to figure out. Uh, I don't know if do you guys know Mar- uh, Martin Miller. Yeah, yeah, I've heard so of Martin Miller. If you go if you go on his YouTube channel, he does like session band covers. Has done them. Yeah, for with the last Paul few Gilbert, years. he did a couple, didn't he? Yeah, he's done with Paul Gilbert. He's done some with. Um, yeah, he's done some with all sorts of people. He does some on his own as well. But all his guitar solos are incredible yeah, and just, I've tried figuring hard, a few of them really out hard. and it just it I've got quite a way through quite a way through a lot of them and it's uh, I just can't can't quite get it up but I'm determined to get at least one of them <laughs> there's pills for that mate <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear oh dear um, I've, looking at the time we are we are well well past the time but I did say we'd have a greatest hits and damn it we will um, well, it's, yeah. a bo- it's a bonus kind of extra little bit because it's our 150th three-year yeah. anniversary show. I like your thinking, Matt. 
we'll go with that. We're going to run with that. Um, I've, got, I've got two years of catching up to do. Indeed. Um, we are going to run with our final segment of the podcast now, uh, which is we are bringing back Yo's Views. Yo's Views. Views, like Yo's Views, pet. Uh, For you, it's more Yo's Views. Yo's Views. Yeah, it doesn't work in any other accent other than Northern. Um, but Yo's Views. Um, Yo's Views. So, so this is this is the <laughs> statement, and, and and it's going to be between Matt and Ollie, and you have to figure out which side you're going to be on. Okay, I will work as adjudicator in this, and I might even throw in my two cents because I can't shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, views, views. This is the statement: the war pedal is an essential piece of kit for the pedal board. Go on, Ollie, which one do you which side would you like to Bearing in mind you own two wars, I'm guessing you're gonna say that that's I'm gonna go against. You're gonna go against? So yeah. I've got to argue for a war pedal. Yep. Bearing in mind I currently don't own a war pedal. <laughs> this this seems like the best possible uh, outcome for this. This is this, the spirit is of use views. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Okay. Right, opening statements. Who wants to go first? Um I reckon pro 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 the statement goes first. So Matt, you are right. You are largely selling war pedals on us. Okay. Round one. Fight. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about your favourite guitarist and you have taste in music, your favourite guitarist will have used war pedals in their solos at one point or another. Not in all of their solos, but yeah. in some of their solos, because they're a way to embellish a solo without learning new techniques. They're, they're a way to add something to solos in a different way than had ever been done before. Like the, the kind of like filter sweep, which is basically what war is just, it, it can either, you can just cock it and have and like sit in a different place in the mix, or you can sweep through and kind of get this like, awesome kind of thing that nobody had ever heard before your favorite solos from hendrix are going to have war pedals in and they they're useful not just in blues they're right the way through to kirk hammett uses them in metal that you can fit in. kirk you hammett can... uses it in everything <laughs> yeah but he plays metal so you can you can literally use it in any genre of music so if you are in a covers band or if you are trying to emulate somebody's sound at one point or another you are going to need a war pedal if you're trying to do something your own and unique there's still things that a war pedal can be used for that either they haven't been done in mainstream music or that would gear people into like people would recognize it and kind of it would be a way for them to be getting into your your style of music so whatever you're wherever you're coming from a war pedal is a useful tool right the way through from funk to metal to embellish your music without like without needing to learn extra techniques it's it's another tool at your disposal Uh, there's a a a thing that floats around the guitar groups every so often which is like when it's like a picture of someone like stamping on the wire pedal and it's like once you've uh run out of your pentatonic licks once once you've reached the (laughs) the end of the list of your pentatonic licks let's just stamp the wire (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that because that was a really strong opener there. That was. Um, so you need to picture picture this in your mind. This is a this is something that you 
you will have had it imprinted on your in on your memories. You can hear this. So listen internally to the intro uh to uh Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child, yeah, that's the one. So listen to that intro to Voodoo Child in your head. You can hear that, yeah, you can hear it going. Yeah. Imagine that yeah. without a wah pedal. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I've I've done that song without a wah pedal. Heathen. I've also done that song without a wah pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Double heathen. Um, In fact, yeah. it actually works quite well because the feel of that song actually comes from the it's from it's from the feel it's from the technique and almost like the sloppiness. It's of completely it. from the wah pedal. It, the 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 feel of that song is completely from the wah pedal, and I shall hear no more about that. You are wrong. Um, yeah, go on, Ollie. Let's, let's Ollie, hear why. It is, it, is, it is your turn to to rebuttal this right, so, uh, this argument. So as we have said, I I do own two wah pedals. It it's a, that is a fact. Beneath, about like ten feet beneath me, there are two wah pedals. Um, but they are used less than. Any other pedal type that I have, I take. I always take one to gigs. I will not lie, and it's always sat there on the floor. But I never use it unless I am playing one of maybe three or four songs that I might happen to play. It just doesn't. It doesn't get used, and even when it does get used, I've, I'm sat there thinking, did I, did I really need that? Like, was that necessary? Like, sure, it's on the record, but like, yeah, you feel war shame. So, like, does anyone anyone really need it? And I, you know, I've tracked solos with war. I have performed. I've used war. Um, so I'm not actually anti, but to put it on a pedal board, which is what you said. Yes, it's a. It's, uh, and God, a war pedal is an essential piece of kit for the pedal board. One, I never put it on my pedal board. It always sits next to my pedal board. Oh, this is a technicality. Two. We like technicalities <laughs> on use views. <laughs> yeah, you should have been you should have been more specific. Um two, it's it's like it's bulky. Why it's like the biggest pedal you own for one song. Like why? Buy it by a mini well. A mini crybaby. No. Uh, yeah. yeah I, mean... I, I don't like crybabies. I own a crybaby. Oh, oh, now, now this is a bigger argument. The crybaby is the only war pedal to have. We're doing the, the Morley versus Vox versus Dunlop. Um, right, so... I own two of those three. So... Um, <laughs> and it's not the crybaby. <laughs> I know, no. I own it. I own the uh, John Petrucci crybaby and the Mark Tremonti uh, Morley are my, okay. are my two. But I just... For the amount of times I use them versus the amount of space they take up, they are probably the least effective pedal. Like where you said, so like that could that spot could be where your drive pedal is or your boost pedal. So imagine making the decision of a wah over your drive, and you start to play "Sweet Child of Mine" on a clean sound. With a wah pedal, and it sounds incredible. Wah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it I mean, would sound like a bad bit of funk being that, played over a rock backing track. That logic is is is, is weak source, because that's assuming <laughs> you have one 
one drive pedal. Yeah, what, bearing in mind what? I have seven drive pedals on my yeah. board. I yeah. have. <laughs> I, have uh, I think I have four, if you include the one that doesn't work. <laughs> but it's still on your board. For I some reason. I don't, I don't use wah. That's the thing. I've f- Over the last three years of gigging, I think I used a wah pedal once. Yeah. yeah um, like if, if we're going to go down that route, like I put a wah pedal on my board when I've like built my big board. And I think I used it for one song per gig for like four years, then took and off my board and sold it. When I when I used it for that one song, I could have got that effect with my amp because I wasn't using it like a wire pedal. I was using it for the intro to Money for Nothing. I had the Money for Nothing sound. Yeah. Which you can get with tone tweaking. You, you can, but then you'd have to also tone tweak af- like during the song while I was playing, which is difficult. Not really. It's I, I, it's I, the one time I used it was for that one sound, which isn't really a traditional use of a wah. No, I mean you could have got away with just either having like an EQ pedal or yeah. something like yeah. the cocked wah, or, yeah. <laughs> or that really weird uh, Dunlop one, which is more expensive than the wah pedal, like. Twice, yeah, twice as expensive as the yeah. wah pedal itself. <laughs> also, <laughs> also for the funk <laughs> argument, uh, most funk wah sounds are auto filter. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but if like you, you don't even need to be able to play the guitar, make porn funk sounds. You literally just hold the strings, uh, hold the strings with your left hand, rub the like where you'd be picking with your right hand. And rock your foot back and forth, and it literally it does it does porn <laughs> funk. You don't even need to play the guitar. I I stand against wah. It smells. Yeah, like if if we're gonna like come out of the used views and, and give our honest opinions, like wah is like I'd love to have a wah pedal, but they're so big and bulky, and I'd forget to use it half the time. Some oh, of them yeah, are really yeah. temperamental as well. I'd like to point that out. Like my the, my Tremonti Wah sounds incredible in the right situation. Yeah. Out of that situation, you try and play that for anything other than like a heavy riff, it it's not it's not up to scratch. They're also quite power hungry, aren't they? If I remember rightly. I I haven't plugged mine uh, in for a long time. Not too bad from I, what I, I remember. I don't think they are. Um like on on my my big Kind of all-encompassing board with the with the loads of TC pedals, uh, which is essentially it's essentially mojo like, mojos. It's got a mojo mojo on it. Of course, it has. Don't be silly, man. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a throwback. It's like out, out of all of the pedals, and I've got like I've got tremolo, I've got a, a looper, uh, I've got um, a tuner. Um, that's the most important pedal like a vibrato but like in terms of like the amount of use they get hands down the wah gets the least amount of use like I don't think I've switched that pedal on in about two years Um, (laughs) yeah like I say I took mine off the board like if if, and if we look at like where I would actually use it um, just add a little bit more gain and it doesn't really matter. Like, just yeah. forget it about go- it. Mine, mine goes in a rucksack with cables, and if I feel the need to set it up, I set it up. If I don't, it stays in the bag. Yeah. Well, 
like when I bought the um the expression pedal for my M5 because I needed to do a whammy sound for a single song and I already mm. had a, an M5 on the board and I was like I'm not spending 200 quid on a Digitech <laughs> whammy yeah. for four notes like it, it's literally the intro and then there's a breakdown in the middle where it drops an open E down an octave I'm not spending 400 quid on four notes in a set so I, I spent 50 quid on a like a uh, yeah, an expression, uh, expression pedal. pedal. And at, at, when I set up the the thing, I was like, "Oh, there's there's wah sounds in the M5, and I'll uh, I'll I'll set up because I'll, I'll already have the expression pedal on the floor next to the board. Yeah, I'll uh, like I'll set up a wah sound, and I I set that up, and Still it's been set up, <laughs> and, and I, I've I, yeah, I've never gone onto that patch even, let alone fucking thought about using it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so closing statements then I, uh, I guess boys like wrap up your argument in a succinct uh, a succinct way Matt do you want to do you want to lead us off I mean like if we're going to wrap the argument up in terms of used views everybody you think of that's been famous around a guitar has at one point or another used a wah pedal on one of their records um, therefore are they essential it sounds like it okay yeah and Ollie uh, they they have been used on records, but when you're playing live, if that's a space on your pedal board, that's another drive sound that could be an auto filter for that funk section you're playing. Like that's could that could be any other kind of pedal that you want. That compressor you've been thinking of buying, buy that instead. Uh, uh, it takes I, up I a did. lot of space. You never use it. Like why? Why would you bother? <laughs> And I think that concludes our use views. Um, I'm I'm really torn on this one, um, Matt. I think in terms of like arguments' sake, you've probably put across a, a stronger a stronger argument here. But I think I think Ollie, I think you do get it. Because hey, like, the, the technicality gets you there, and I think I, I, I am pedantic enough to like technicalities. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, so, it is so, a good point, though, isn't it? Like it is. You have to have a really pretty big board, like to get a full size wire on. You have to have the pedal train junior at least. Yeah, I think with with the wording I mean, that the, doesn't even exist anymore. The wording the wording of essential and pedal board were really yeah. the undoing of this argument. If those two words weren't in there, like, if it weren't essential, if it was like, wah is an important thing for, um, for guitar users, Matt, you would be, you'd have that sewn up. But because it's an essential for pedal boards, yeah, I think, yeah, because I I am more than happy with that. Like I say, um, it just it. Like in in my personal opinion, I don't use wah. Like I say, I I, I set up a wah sound, and I have a I, I had a wah pedal, yeah, and never use them. Like, I, I say I always I always have them with me, like especially when I'm not working with my own band. If I'm working for someone else, like if whoever's in charge turns around and says, "Hey, yeah. can you put a wah pedal on in this section?" Yeah, I can go. Yeah, sure. Like it's worth having yeah. just in case. But overall. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that that bit that you did there, but it seems needs to sound more seventies porn. You're like, <laughs> I can't, I can't achieve that in any other way. Yeah, gotta grow a mustache. 
<laughs> yes. Um, and l- largely, that is where we're going to going to end for today. Uh, you have to grow a mustache. Um, yep. So uh, before we we wrap up proper, we thank thank our patronizers, the wonderful wonderful people that are our Patreon subscribers, Patreon people, Patreon backers. That's the word, isn't it? Um, so for as little as two dollars a month, you can be one of those people. And one of the perks of that is that you get your name read out on this podcast. Uh, we have got whoever we got. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. Um, we have got Mr. Doug Christ of ah, oh, what's his pedal company name? Thirty Seven Effects or something like that. Um, I'll have to I'll have to Google that one. I listened to the Tone Jerks. Uh, podcast, or I've listened to the the majority of that, and uh, Doug's a Doug's a dude. Um, check it out. Really, with a name like Doug, well, you, you know, it's not going to be a woman. Exactly, exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Um, uh, so who else have we got after Doug? Uh, we've got Joe, uh, Joe Richardson of uh, Everything Joseph fame. We have got UG Rection. Um. Or, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have got uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we are given, giving another shout out to that competition. Make sure you're um, you're having a go at it. Um, so what you need to do is you need to go to uh, Fletcher Pickups Facebook page or Instagram, I think, um, and leave as a comment in that uh, comment section, what you would call these pickups. It's all described in the uh, post anyway. Just just Pulling head over Barry. there. You'll, you'll see it. Um, so, me, if you want to find me online, I do stuff. Um, no talk or tone. That happens every week. Um, r- most recently, both Chevtone um, effects. So we, we had the honey burst last last time and I'll talk a little bit about that on the Sunday live cast which is yesterday if you're listening now time time is a thing um, yeah so uh, budget pedal chap is Instagram Facebook YouTube any of those slash budget pedal chap and you'll find me uh, like I say videos released every week on the YouTube um, some stuff some interesting things hap- happening over on Instagram uh, so yeah, just keep keep peeled. Ollie Miles music. Oh, yeah. You are uh, Facebook and Instagram, is it? Yes. Slash Ollie Miles music. By the time this video, this podcast comes out, yes, I may or may not have a video out. I'm editing and mixing at the moment, so depending on how well that works, the video will have just come out, or it'll be about to come out. Either way, go on my stuff like it follow it whatever and then when it comes out you can see it exactly that is that is some slick promotion there mr ollie miles uh, of ollie miles music yeah uh matt you are heel underscore matt q at twitch twinstagram twitter yep twit the bad bookers podcast yeah um yeah that's pretty much it um so this has been a lovely lovely podcast i've really enjoyed today 
Yeah. Um, it is, it's going to be really hard to find 30 seconds for which make a clip of this <laughs> because it is absolute gold. I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll find a way. I, I I'd will. like to not leave it two years next time, if that's all right. Can I come back <laughs> a bit sooner? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, we'll have to get you on a live one. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah. You absolutely can't do all of that xenophobic rhetoric you did before that that I edited it. I'm, I am. I'm kidding. No, he he didn't. He didn't see any of that. <laughs> I'm uh, a nice person. Don't listen to Ollie's what everyone lovely. says. I am. I'm pulling your leg here. Uh, so, from myself, me. Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Ollie Mars of Ollie Mars Music. Thank you. From Mr. Matt Coyne. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Hey. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Sirarabit. Can you you can hear the the soundtrack winning, can you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ingrained in my head forever. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. It's Uh, I'm I'm gutted. My wife has left me. She took the Skybox and the Bob Marley records. No woman, no Sky. <laughs> I think we've had that one before. I don't think we used it on the cast. Though. No, did we I not? Did we not? Oh, you, I don't think we did. You can get away with that one then. Uh, well done, Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. Oh, thank you very much. That is uh, that is some quality quality shit joke. That's an oxymoron, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs>